Thank you, Mike. Greetings in the wonderful name of our Lord Jesus Christ and Savior. It's so good to be in Musenberg on a Sunday evening. And it's the very coldest part of Cape Town, I would suggest. But it's so good to be here. Um, I, you have heard um, some of our um, congregation people have come with me. And I thank God for supporting this um, special appointment today. Uh, Natasha is all the way from Pal. And my son, uh, Charlton, uh, he's the worship leader and also elder in our church, uh, together with his wife and some of Nolentia. Not, not a lot have come, but I'm so glad they came. Yes, I, uh, where's Dylan? Where's the, uh, oh, there's Dylan. Um, uh, I just want to thank Dylan and, and uh, team here that received me and thank you for the opportunity to come and share the word of God with you. Um, and I think Mike, um, uh, I've just uh, thought here in this, uh, an, um, earlier on in the service that, that it's amazing how God works. Uh, uh, Mike is from Canada and actually Mike uh, came all the way from Canada and he introduced me to my own people. So, so we met many years ago while he was still at Beautiful Gate in Philippi and, and with that project of uh, uh, Africa Hope. And that is how we met. And uh, since that time, we became good friends. And he keep on being my friend. And at the end of the day, I end up in Josh Gen 412. And I'm so glad to be part of this family. I'm so part of what God is doing. I'm just, just amazing. Uh, with all the the gatherings that I uh, that I um, attended, just to see the love and the passion, the liberty that is there, um, serving together and fellowship together, it's just amazing. You are a wonderful lot of bunch of people, amen. So keep on, keep on, keep on with that. Uh, there's something in you that is special, and I hope I'm gonna get the chance to drink that water. <laughs> but nevertheless, I, I would like to, to share the word of God uh, with you in the book of Acts, Acts chapter 3, Acts chapter 3, and um, I'm, my translation is the Christian, Christian um, let me just see again, um, yeah, Christian uh, um, translation, instead maybe if you especially young people. Christian Standard Bible, Christian Standard Bible. So whatever translation you have with you, that's fine. And the reason is followed that is about is to do with the, the healing of the lame man, of the crippled man. The Bible says, now Peter and John were going up to the temple for the time of prayer at three in the afternoon. A man who was lame from birth was being carried there. And he was placed in its day at a temple gate called Beautiful, so that he could beg from those entering the temple when he saw Peter and John about to enter the temple. He asked for them for money. Peter
Peter along with John looked straight at him and said, look at us. So he turned to them expecting to get something from them. But Peter said, I don't have silver or gold, but what I do have, I give you in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Get up and walk. Then taking him by the right hand, he raised him up. At once his feet and ankles became strong. So he jumped up and started to walk. And he entered the temple with them, walking, leaping, and praising God. And all the people saw him walking and praising God, and they recognized that he was one who used to sit at be and beg at the beautiful gate of the temple. So they were filled with awe and astonishment at what had happened to him. God bless the reading and the ministering of his word. Uh, just for a few seconds, I, I would like to, to, to give this, this, top, this word a theme uh, just to focus our, our, our minds on what the Lord wants to say to us is that uh, John, John uh, Acts chapter 3 is talking about this lame man and what comes to mind is that here's a condition uh, that is very evident that cannot be denied. A, a condition came to the church. And I want to, to speak to us tonight about how we deal as individuals, as families, and as the church of Jesus Christ, as a local church, how we deal with with a, a condition, especially if that is an imperfect condition, especially if that is a condition that, that you cannot do anything about it, but how do you deal with such a condition? And, and, and it is very important to know that uh, uh, everything that is in the Bible is not for nothing here. That, that, that gives us an idea and understanding what, what, what is the story about it? What is what, what want God to, to, to tell us about the whole story? Why did it happen? And here we see a layman, uh, and you know the story. But I want to get us, change our minds in terms of how we know the story. But he has a condition. This man, he had a condition. And uh, the Bible says, from birth, he was born like this. And, and I wonder why did he, why did he decide to go to the church? Why could he not go to Nando's of Kentucky and, or to, and sit by Nando's of Kentucky where the people, because you know they got money, or by ShopRite or Spa. You could have sat there. But he chose to go to, uh, to the temple. And, um, and the Bible says he's not, he's not going twice or thrice. He's going every day. He's going to, to, to the temple. And this man had the condition. And the Bible says, right at the beginning, and every day, John and Peter went up to that very same temple where that man was sitting. In fact, 
he, he, he didn't come by himself. The Bible says they bring him every day. So he couldn't, he couldn't walk. They bring him. But Peter and John, the Bible says they went up uh, to the temple on the hour of prayer. For me, is one of the one of the principles, or what we can learn here tonight, is that the apostles Peter and John, they understood the importance of prayer. They understood the importance to pray, and to go every day to the place to pray. And that seems to me that 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 Peter and John. They, because they have done it every day uh, to go up to the temple. That was not because they had a problem or a crisis that they went up. The Bible says that was, that was a routine they, to go up to the temple. The, 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 the first point that I want to make tonight is that many times we found ourselves in conditions, in situations, and then we pray. And uh, even when, when something happened in Cape Town, then the church pray. When something bad happened, then we pray. But I see here, there was a consistent uh, lifestyle of prayer in the lives of Peter and John. And the Bible is very, is, is, is very clear, he, 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 even he mentioned their names, Peter and John. And I want to ask you tonight, the, the question is, uh, can you put your name in the, in the place of Peter and John and say, I am also a Peter and a John that know how to pray and know to be consistent and disciplined in understanding the importance of prayer. Because by the Bible says, John and Peter went up to pray. Because they went up to pray, not because they, they, they knew that there's a man who was at the temple. They pray because in advance and understanding the importance and the power of prayer. And for us as the church, we're living in a time that, that if we don't understand or we don't realize and recognize the importance of prayer, we, be, we will become a, a, a hopeless church, a hopeless community of believers that have a wishful thinking that God can work and do something if we don't understand the importance of prayer. And so the Bible says, as they went up and they went together in unity. Unity is important as we want to see God moving in us and through us as the church of Jesus Christ. The Bible says, from birth. This man, they have a condition from birth. So I, uh, the, the, the very next thing that happened is the Bible says they have placed him there. And I'm coming to, tonight to you and, and to say that, that there's conditions that has been placed before us as the church, as the body of Christ. And even in our own lives, there is conditions that is placed before us that is there, that you cannot deny, you cannot remove it, that is there. And sometimes there is something that, that, that is not because you have done anything, but it's there before you. And you need to deal with the issue. When, when that man came, uh, this layman, when they put him at the temple in, uh, by this beautiful gate, they couldn't remove him. They couldn't not 
uh, uh, think that or uh, see if he's not there. He was right there at, at the gate, at the entrance of the temple. And so I come to you tonight and say, is there maybe any conditions tonight that is right before you? Something that you are challenged with, even as a local church, in your own life, in your own family, the condition is right there. You cannot deny it. What are you doing? How do, how do you deal with that condition? And the Bible says, Peter and John, they find the answer. They know how to call upon the name of the Lord. They came in preparation, not with, uh, without knowing that they will deal the second day or whatever day with a man that have a problem. And so, and what is very interesting, the Bible says, the place called Beautiful Gate. And according to scripture, that was a beautiful gate. That was, that was, that's why they call it beautiful. I believe that the church of Jesus Christ is a beautiful gate. It's, a, it's, it's something to look to. And I think because of the beauty of, of, of uh, of the gate physically for that man. And because he knew that was a church, the temple, he, he, he came there. But for us to understand as the body of Christ, as the local church, that we are the beautiful gate. We are the access point where many lives come and go out. And as we know, if we don't understand how important we are and that we have, God has made us beautiful then we miss the understanding why we are born again, why God has saved our lives. And, you know, um, we live in a time that there's nothing wrong if the church has been beautified physically. There's nothing wrong that is, that is good, that's nice, that speaks of excellence, that speaks of, of, of how the kingdom of God looked like. But it's go deeper. It has very much to do because you and me, we have become now the church. We have become now, we are the beautiful gate. We are that gate that people walk in and out. And we need to express the beauty of God, who we are. And so, I, that is important to understand is that we are, not for, we are not here only for ourselves, but we have become the access where people can, where, where God's grace is evident in us, that we can now uh, live a life and, and give ourselves to those that is in need. And in, in our own situations, in our own communities, wherever we live, in our family, in our workplace, God allows to put conditions before us. He allows things to happen because you are there. And, and, and he wants us to deal with the issue. So the Bible says they place him there. So there's some issues, there's some things that has been placed before us. And I want you to be honest tonight with yourself and say, I, uh, uh, there's something in me or there's something before me. I don't know what to do with that, but it's right in front of me. And I want you to see how, how, uh, how Peter dealt with uh, the issue, with the condition that, of this lame man. And the Bible says, um, 
when he saw Peter, the Bible says he saw, Pete, he saw Peter and John first as they enter. And there's many people today that saw us, that looked to us. They have, they have taken notice that you are coming to church. They are aware that you are a Christian. And the Bible says he saw Peter and John. And when he saw them, he asked them for money. He asked them for something. But this man thought that he only need money. But that was not his problem. His problem was not money. His problem was his condition. Many people come to the church for wrong reasons. Many people approach us for wrong reasons. But the ability and the discernment lies with us as a Peter and John as the church of Jesus Christ to identify the real problem. And the very moment when he said, uh, when he asked and he begged for money, Peter and John, uh, uh, Peter spoke and Peter said, silver and gold, do have I none? I don't have silver of gold. Peter understood this man's problem. Because if he could have, if given him money, his problem will never be resolved. But Peter addressed the, 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 the condition and he said to him, but what do I have? That is important. Now, now uh, let, let me backtrack a little bit. He said, Peter said first to him, look at us. Look at us. To get his attention. Now, the church, you and me, as believers, we are at this place with our lives. That, that we make a statement as we walk the earth. As we walk on the streets where we, where, where we even work, where we even live or whatever. We make a statement as Christians where we say actually, look at us. With our families, with our marriages, with our relationships that we are in, we make a statement to say, look at us. And when, when you say to the, to the world and when you say to anybody that look at us, the very ne next thing that you're going to do is important. That was very important what Peter is going to do next after he said to the layman, look at us. And now, when he said, look at us, the attention of the man was completely on, on, on Peter and John. Because he wanted to know, what is the man is going to do? As the church, there is a great look at us situation currently in Cape Town. As the world is looking on the church of Jesus Christ. And as the look at us situation. And they want to do and see what we're going to do. But the Bible says, when Peter put, when he had his attention, Peter said the following to him. He said, silver and gold have I none, but what I do have. Peter knew that he got something that the man needs. The very, what is important is to know, what do we have? What do we have as the church? What do we have as believers? What do we have? Peter 
was confident to say that because he knew he walked in the in, in the power of God. He knew he, he have the grace of God. The Christ the anointed one inside of him. Full of God's glory and power was evident in his life. That's why he said, look at, uh, uh, look at me. I have something. As the church we need to come to the place that we can say with confidence. I have something to offer. And we do have something to offer. We do have something to offer. We do have something to give to a world and to a people that is in need of Jesus Christ. We have something to give one another. As we can come to the place and say, I have something. Peter said, I have something. For, for many days and, and times, uh, uh, people walk up and down in, 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 into the temple and out. And no one ever approached this man. But there comes a day when a Peter stand up and look at this man and said, I have something to give to you. I'm telling you tonight, we have something to give to the world. We have something to give to our friends that have a condition. That have a condition from birth. There's nothing that can, they, they can do nothing to their situation, but God is able. Because he is able to use us. In a mighty and a powerful way that we can bring change in the lives of people. Peter said, look at us. And when he said, look at us, the very next thing was important. The Bible says he looked to him. He take his hand, his right hand. Now, what is, what is interesting for me is Peter took him at the right place. At the right position. He took him at his right hand. That symbolizes the authority. That symbolizes uh, the right to, to, to become at, uh, at, at his rightful place as a person. When he took his hand and said to him, stand up and walk. And tonight, there's some people that we need to take by their right hand. That is important to know where to take him. Because if you... If you if you have no discernment and don't understand how to deal with people, they will remain in their position. But God has given us the ability. He has given us the grace to take people by their right hand and raise him up and let them walk again. Let their ankles become strong. Let their ankles and their feet become again better and, 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 and come to the original uh, 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 how God has intended them to live and, and, and their lives supposed to be. So I come to tell you tonight is that it's important to know. As Peter, he took the man by the right hand. And he said, come and walk with me. I believe that we live in the best times that the church has ever experienced. That God is raising us up as a people. Now, that we can say as a Peter. Because what we... Because what is important, we know how to call upon the name of the Lord. We know how to call upon his name. We understand the importance of prayer. We understand the importance to open our mouth uh, over the situation. Because Peter said to this man, when he, when he looked to him, the Bible says, Peter looked him straight in the eyes. There are some conditions that, that we need to look straight in the eyes and said. Whatever you may be, whatever you, you are, 
I'm looking you straight in the eyes. I'm going to deal with you. Don't run away. There's no time to run away. There's time to have that confidence and to know that God is with you. So I don't know what situation you may be. I don't know what the church may face. I don't know what, what wherever you find yourself with your life. But I want you to come and encourage you tonight. Is I said to look straight in the eyes of your situation and knowing that God is able. When Peter looked him in the eyes, he said to him, to this layman, come here. And he stake his hand, took his hand, and he raised him up. And the Bible says, he was leaping and walking and praising God. And the joy of the Lord comes over this man. And his life will never be the same. Even the Bible says he went with them into the temple. And we would like to see that people not only come to, to the Lord and, and get healing and then they disappear. But we want to see them serving the Lord. Want to see them, their lives has been changed. I think if, if, if Peter should, should have given him, uh, him that day money. His life will, will never be, uh, will remain the same and he will continue to beg. But when people come to the church of Jesus Christ, when they connect with you and me, their lives need to be transformed by the power of the Holy Spirit. But so that they do not become any more beggars or become in need for anything, but be, but be transformed by the power of the Holy Spirit. There are so many conditions that we see today in the church and it cannot uh, uh, removed, it cannot be changed because we have, not, we have not come sometimes to the place and understand that God's intent is to do it. That's why he has brought it to, to our situation in our space that we can deal with that. So I come and I want to conclude and says after the man was, was healed the Bible says they recognize this is the very man that was, sit, was lame at the temple. He's now changed. He's now healed. He's now transformed. His life has completely changed. May the Lord, may the Lord uh, give grace unto this local church and everyone here personally that whenever we ever comes to your life, that have a condition that they will leave, change, transform, not because of our education, of our own ability, but because of the power of Jesus Christ. And God wants to do it. He's able. And we, we, we must not come to a place that we, that we become reluctant and become complacent with situations in our lives, even in our families, even the lives of our children in our marriage, in our community, we are stay at the schools where we go, at university, wherever you are. Don't become complacent and, and, and allow the situation to continue. We have the power. We can dress it face on and say enough is enough. We need to say to, for gangsterism, we need to say for prostitution, whatever it is, enough is enough. For sickness, enough is enough. For corona, enough is enough. We take it head on and we address it by the power of Jesus Christ. And so I'm here tonight to encourage you as a church. Hold on to your faith. Hold on to the God that is able. He's willing. He can do far above that anyone can think or pray. But according to his purpose, he can do everything. So here, here, he is here tonight. 
And he wants to do it. And don't underestimate the power that is in you. As long as we heal to his word, healed in prayer, give ourselves to him, he will, he will not us let, let us stand ashamed of what he can do. May the Lord bless his word. I hope you are encouraged. There's a condition in the church. There's a condition in our communities. But we have the answer. Jesus is the answer. He is the answer. And he need a Peter and a John tonight to stand up and say, I'm ready. Look at me. Uh, I, I am God's champion. I will take it on. I have that confidence. I have that power. Because I have something to give. I, can, I have something to offer. And that is Jesus Christ. May the Lord bless his word as you continue to serve him with your whole life. May people not only come here because that is a good service, but they will come and know that God is able to do far above that we ever could think of praying. Can we just stand to our feet if you don't mind? And uh, I do a prayer. Um, and you can just lift up your hands as you, as you, as you trust the Lord. Um, whatever that may be, whatever the condition may be, um, just to know that God is able. Just to know that He's able. Whatever, even if it's from birth, even if it's from many years, whatever that may be, I believe that God is here tonight.